You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Teach Me the Bible podcast. My name is Tim Webb. I'm here with David Klingler, or Dr. David Klingler, and uh, just want to remind you that along with each episode, we offer a study guide for continued growth, and you can get the study either by downloading the Teach Me the Bible app or by visiting our website at teachmethebible.com. And also, if you visit our website, we have daily devotionals Tuesday through Friday with blog posts, also Q&A with David to ask biblical and theological questions. We want to continue to encourage people to interact with the podcast and engage in just this studying God's Word. We want God's people to know God's Word. So we're so thankful you're a part of this podcast and want to encourage you to join in. Also encourage other people who are looking to know God's Word. Uh, share with them. This is about growing the church and helping pastors do the work of equipping the church. And so we're just thankful for the opportunity. And so David, as we are, we, we've walked through chapter one, and today we're going to Step into chapter two, and and as you said, we're, we're going to have to walk through these verses carefully. And so I hope everyone's awake and ready because uh, we we definitely want to be able to grab hold of this these next few verses. Yeah. So so chapter two, uh, as we've said so many times, chapter two follows chapter, chapter one. one. There we go. There so, we, <laughs> so, we know that so, one. So <laughs> so Paul's saying, you know, all right, Timothy, uh, you hang in here. Here's mm-hmm. your hope. Here's the false teachers. Uh, you're going to have to be patient mm-hmm. with them. Uh, God uh, came, Christ came to save sinners. Uh, you're in a fight, okay? Mm-hmm. And and so uh, look out for these guys, you know, Hamanaeus and Alexander. And, and he, then he says, uh, so first of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers and petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men, mm-hmm. okay? Now, um, you know, we, we tend to forget who... Paul is and what Paul's ministry is. Paul is the is the 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 apostle taking the gospel to the Gentiles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, verse seven. And for this, I was appointed a preacher and apostle. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying. As a teacher of the Gentiles mm-hmm. in faith and in truth. And so, so you have to keep this uh, in verse one. All men. In verse four, desires all men to be saved. Verse six, uh, gave himself as a ransom for all. Uh, and now Paul is saying in verse 7, appointed as a teacher to the Gentiles. Okay, so <clears throat> the antagonists are the Jews. Now, okay. uh, they're causing the problems, and they're saying that the Gentiles, in essence, have to become Jews. They have to be circumcised and keep the law, right? Okay. Uh, and so Paul's ministry, Paul's theology, uh, the whole Old Testament is because of Israel's rejection, and this is what's mm-hmm. happened throughout Paul's ministry and throughout the book of Acts as it's progressing um, Israel's rejection began in the Gospels, and then it continues, some believe, but but you get this increasing rejection of Israel going through the book of Acts, and the Gentiles are being brought in. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the context of Paul's ministry, uh, and really the context of the discussion. The reason Paul doesn't want Gentiles to be circumcised and keep the law is because, as he's going to explain in other books, then the stumbling block is torn down. Uh uh, the, the gospel has gone to the Gentiles because of Israel's rejection, okay? okay? And so God's desire always 
wasn't just for Israel to be saved. It wasn't just for the Jews. The promise was to the Jews. Mm-hmm. The covenants were to the Jews. Uh, God's, uh, you know, God's ministry revelation was to the Jews, but it was for the sake of all, mm-hmm. so that Israel would be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. And so, okay. first of all, then I urge that entreaties and prayers and petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men. In other words, not just mm-hmm. not just Jews, mm-hmm. for kings and for all who are in authority, in order that uh, we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and in all dignity. Now, what's going on here in Paul's life? Well, uh, Paul's, uh, he's been imprisoned. Um, he's, uh, and he's, um, you know, going to be imprisoned again. And, and church history tells us he's going to be, going to be killed. The, mm-hmm. the, that, uh, that we're, we're right here in this, in this time where the persecution of the church is going to, to become, uh, pretty immense, uh, pr- pretty, uh, pr- pretty uh, all-encompassing, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so his prayer is that uh, on behalf of kings and those in authority, uh, that they may allow Paul to lead a tried and uh, quiet and tranquil life uh, in all godliness and, dig- uh, and dignity. And this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, um we take this a little bit out of context, say, you know, well, God's up there kind of wringing his hands, hoping that all people come to salvation. No, that, no what he's saying is uh, not just Israel. Uh, God's desire is not just Israel, but, but that all, uh, every people, it, people from every kingdom, uh, mm-hmm. tribe, people, tongue, uh, may come to, the, uh, to be saved and come to the knowledge of him. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. It's not the God of Rome. It's not the God of any other nation. Mm-hmm. There's only one God and mediator between God and all nations, all men, the man Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. who gave himself as a ransom for all. John's going to say it this way in First John chapter. Mm-hmm. He died not only for our sins, John talking about for Israel, mm-hmm. but for the sins, sins of the whole world. Whole world. And so Christ isn't the, the, the ransom for Israel, although he is, but, but it's more than that. He's the ransom for all men, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, so he gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony born at the proper time. And for this, I was appointed a preacher, an apostle. I'm telling you the truth, right? And for this, because of this, because Christ gave himself as a ransom for all, not just for Israel, but for the Gentiles, Paul was chosen as an apostle to mm-hmm. go uh, be an apostle to the Gentiles as a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth. Therefore, I want men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. Um, Paul's, That's a big verse. Yeah, Paul's oh going to tell the, the Romans, Man, this is why I'm not coming to you, because you've already got the gospel. I'm going mm-hmm. to places where the gospel has not yet been proclaimed. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want men in every place to uh, pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without dissension. Uh, and so Paul's desire is for the gospel to go to the ends of the, the ends of the earth. I'm sorry, just verse eight with without wrath and dissension, and in the church, I'm going. Man, this is. Oh, I wish we could get here. That's the. Yeah. It, this, there's nothing new. We, I know the it's been going on forever, but it's just when you come to salvation, it's not so, like anything that changes. We're right? talking about the Savior who did what He did, and we as a church can't even come together, move together, and just. Yeah, really keep our focus where it needs to be. So anyway, I said, yeah. well, sorry that, about the, that sidebar well, there, but and that it's starts just in the first. You know, yeah. uh, the, 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 was there wrath and dissension in the early church? Yep. Yep. Uh, 
who was the chief causer of wrath and dissension in the early church? Well, I can tell you one of them. His name was Saul of Tarsus, yeah, right? No. And, and, That's what uh, we about He was last a week. blasphemer and right. a persecutor right. and a violent <laughs> aggressor, and uh, and he acted uh, ignorantly in unbelief, and yeah. the Lord showed him mercy. Uh, so. You know, uh, you know, wrath and dissension. That's it's that's always been here. that's the that's what sinners do. They, mm-hmm. And when you become a believer, all of a sudden, it's not like poof, it all I disappears. Know. But you've got to be taught it and right. and continue Instruct. to teach it, right? So, yep. so that's his desire. Likewise, I want women to adorn themselves. Now, don't miss the likewise. Likewise, mm-hmm. I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, uh, clothing modestly and discreetly, uh, without braided hair. Gold, pearls, cosmetics, you know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. fashion of the day is, but right. rather by means of good works, right? That's the likewise. You know, what would be the good works that that men? Well, uh, praying, lifting up hands without wrath and dissension. Mm-hmm. Likewise, women, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that uh, as benefits women making the claim to godliness. So. Um, so, you know, men and women are both, you know, his desires for both of them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so let a woman quietly, quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness. And he's going to say in verse 12, and this is a verse that, that, uh, is debated and, <laughs> and, uh, it says, I do not, do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. And Paul has a lot of, you know, people remaining quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the church, but here he says to remain quiet. And then verse 13, he says, for it was Adam who was first created and then Eve. And it was not Adam who was deceived. Uh, We blow right past that. It was not Adam who was deceived. You know, as if, you know, men in particular, well, you know, it wasn't Adam who was deceived. It was the woman deceived. You know, as if this is a Paul saying, you know, these women, bless their heart, they just get deceived all the time. Uh, No, well, uh, what he's saying is, no, Adam wasn't deceived. Eve was deceived. Yeah. So are we saying he knew full well what he was doing? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam was not, you know, and Adam, of course, back in the story of the fall, he mm-hmm. blames the blames the woman and blames God. Blames God. The woman you gave me. <laughs> That's right. It's your fault. It ain't my fault. He's <laughs> no. blaming me for this, right? I mean, you know. We're still doing it today. Uh, the woman was deceived. <laughs> the woman was deceived back in Genesis chapter 3, and Paul says the woman was deceived, you know. Um, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Whose job was it in the garden to to exercise this authority, to rule, to judge the serpent. It was Adam's job Mm -hmm. who was given the word. It was Adam's. Adam was given the word. Adam was to proclaim the word. He was to teach the word to his wife in the Mm -hmm. garden. Mm -hmm. How'd that go? Well, he didn't do a very good job. What's the evidence of that? (laughs) Because she was deceived (laughs) uh, and he rebelled. Yeah. Right? Uh, And so the responsibility of the man in the relationship uh, of Adam doesn't change uh, in fact, it, uh, now it's really added to it. Adam, where's your hope? Before the fall, Adam, who's supposed to be, you know, exercising God's rule and authority on earth? Um, me, with the help of my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, who did I give the word to? Uh, gave it to me, Adam would say. All right, after the fall. Now where's your hope? Not in me. Mm-hmm. It is in the child that's coming from the woman. Mm-hmm. You're going to teach this all your days, Adam. Mm-hmm. This is this is the word that you're going to be entrusted with. And so, uh, for it was not Adam who was uh, was uh, it was Adam who was created than Eve, and it was not Adam who was deceived. But the woman, being greatly deceived, fell into transgression. But uh, 
now we we have women here, and we're looking at the New American Standard. Um, it's plural and it's in italics. What's what's mm-hmm. going on here? This verse, you know, you say, well, how is a man saved uh, through faith in Christ? How is a uh, you know a, a Gentile saved through faith in Christ? How is a Jew saved through faith in Christ? How how is a master saved through faith in Christ? Mm-hmm. How is a uh, a servant saved through faith in mm-hmm. Christ. How is a woman saved through childbearing? <laughs> what I know, this is goofy, this right? Is... You know, and so what they do then, because the word here is sozo, but mm-hmm. uh, will be saved, uh, and so they say, okay, well, that can't be right theologically because we know that unmarried women can be saved, mm-hmm. and that sure. barren women. Can be, can be saved, saved. And, we, and we have examples of barren mm-hmm. women in the in the Bible, and uh, and it's not like if they didn't have a child, they couldn't be couldn't be saved in in the general sense. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the often the barren women that are being talked about in the story are the direct carriers of the promise, and so mm-hmm. if they don't have a child, no one can be saved, right? Right. Um, but uh, but let's uh, slow down a little bit. So in in the Greek, we talk about the Greek. It uh, it says, but the the woman uh, in verse fourteen. It was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman, being quite deceived, fell into transgression. Um, but then verse 15, uh, but she will be saved. Uh, it's not plural, right? So mm-hmm. this is not a plural verb uh, in verse 15. Uh, it is a, uh, it's what we call a third person singular, okay? Mm-hmm. So so uh, it's not they will be saved, but you know, someone, third person singular, he or she mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it will be saved. Mm-hmm. So in the context here, it's uh, referring to the woman, uh, will be saved through the childbirth. If we were to read this just, so they turn this into the bearing of children. But literally it's, but she will be saved through the childbirth. Now, who would be the she, if we understand it this way, would mm-hmm. be Eve. Mm-hmm. Eve would be saved through the childbirth. And then the verb goes plural, if they remain in faith and in love with sanctity and self-restraint, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, what happens in the, 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 the story in Genesis, you get this promise to Genesis mm-hmm. chapter 3, you get the promise to, uh, concerning the woman. I will, the Lord says to the serpent, I will put in between you and the woman, your seed and her seed. Mm-hmm. The, the hope is in the seed of the woman, uh, that mm-hmm. she's going to bring forth the one, okay? Right. Uh, now, uh, you track this promise all the way from Genesis chapter 3 all the way to Genesis chapter 12, and the Lord says to Abram, I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. And so the, the, the promise has gone from the singular woman, Eve, to the nation, Israel. And, and the, the Christ has not been born when the promise is given to Abraham or to Isaac or to Jacob. You, mm-hmm. you track it in the tribe of Judah, and, and it doesn't come until... Uh, you know, millennia, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, 1400 years after Moses, you, you get the birth of the Christ. And so, uh, so women throughout the Old Testament, the faithful women, uh, in Israel, they would be saved through the bearing of children because one of those children would be the Christ, the right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, in that sense, how is Adam? Well, he's saved through the childbirth. Eve is saved through the childbirth. The- uh, yeah. And so the word that Adam was to preach and proclaim was that he was a you know dead man, uh, and that his hope was in the birth of the woman, uh, and both of their hope came through the birth of 
of, of this child. And so mm-hmm. we're going to see the same language show up in chapter chapter 5, mm-hmm. uh, where the exhortation is going to be given to, to women in chapter 5 uh, of this, this bearing of children. Uh, but here, but, but she will be saved through the childbirth if they remain in the faith, right? Now, mm-hmm. let's go back to this. Uh, uh, I do not allow a woman to, uh, to teach or exercise authority over a man. <clears throat> Some will say that, uh, that Paul is, um, uh, is just speaking to the church at Ephesus, and certainly Timothy's pastoring at Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's this whole background issue uh, that uh, you know of of women and their roles in the uh, the temple. Uh, you know, the, the, there's a temple to Diana. Um, you know, w- w- we call Wonder Woman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. you know, the Diana, mm-hmm. uh, right. um, and um, and that that's what he was addressing. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and, and so this isn't a universal command, but it is a specific command to that church and those people. Right. Here's the problem. Uh, the problem is in verse 13, uh, the second word in Greek, the first word in our new, in our English translation is for. It's, gar, it's a connector, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to give the reason. Here's why. Here's why I do not allow women to do this. Because it was Adam who was first created, <laughs> then Eve, right? So that's going outside of the context of Ephesus, and it's going outside of the context of the first century. It's going, he's going all the way back to creation, mm-hmm. okay? And, and so it was Adam who was first created, then Eve. Now, what's he saying here? It's not just an appeal to the fact that Adam was created first, which he clearly was, um, but that in Genesis chapter 1, in Genesis chapter 2, Adam was created, and before Eve was present, the word was given to Adam, to Adam. And Adam is going to help be held accountable to teaching the word to uh, to the you know to his wife and to, mm-hmm. to others. The word was entrusted to him, and and so you're going to get this <clears throat> revelation always throughout the Old Testament coming to the man. The man was to be the leader of the family. He was to teach mm-hmm. it to his uh, to his wife, to his, his family. Mm-hmm. And so this is God's created plan. This is how God has chosen to. Reveal himself. This is the ideal. Does it always work this way? No, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, do husbands? You know, are, are there situations where uh, where the wife is a believer, the husband is not? You know, is she not supposed to teach the children? Is, is mm-hmm. she not? You know, there's all kinds of examples, and but we're talking about the ideal here mm-hmm. uh, that God has structured it so that uh, uh, in the ideal world, the man and his wife. Uh, a husband and the wife, uh, the head, uh, he is to represent Christ. He is to uh, be in the the place of Christ in the family, and we, mm-hmm. we need to clarify that a little bit. In other words, when you see a marriage between a husband and a wife, you need to see a little representation of the church mm-hmm. uh, that 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 this husband will lay down his life for his bride, the, the church, mm-hmm. and and the bride loves. Uh, uh, her husband, just as uh, he uh, she loves Christ, and so you ought to see this little microcosm of mm-hmm. the church in the family, yeah. uh, and this is how it's supposed to work. If if she has any questions, she's to ask her husband. The husband is supposed to know this because he's been taught by the elders, and all of this is supposed to just fit together. Unfortunately, uh, the church is a mess, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's all over the place, mm-hmm. and uh, and so this these verses uh, get a lot of. Um, uh, cause a lot of debate in the church and 
uh, and it just goes all over the place. So, mm-hmm. so um, one of the problems that we have in the fall is the human nature to say, you're not the boss of me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right. That's what happened right. in the garden. You're not the boss of me. Uh, you see it in the church. This see isn't just over. a woman mm-hmm. problem. Right. This is a human problem. This mm-hmm. is a man problem. You're mm-hmm. not the boss of me. You, you, you know, we want to be our own God. Pastors out mm-hmm. there, you know, I, I hear this all the time. Uh, someone will say, uh, you know, some deacon will say in some church, <laughs> I was here before you got here, pastor, and I'll be here when After you're gone. What do you say? You're not the boss of me. Right. Okay. You put two kids in a room and you're not the boss of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a kid will say to his parent, you're not the boss of me. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to test is, that one? This is the, the sin nature, the human nature. And so what Paul is saying is there's an, a, there is a God-created, God-intended authority structure mm-hmm. where we submit to the authority that is placed over us. I love the word uh, submit um, because um, it, it's, uh, it is to be under assigned. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, it's, it's used in, in military uh, uh, operations all the time. Yeah. You're appointed a post, right? Yeah. Um, you're not judged by how the officer over you does his job. You are judged by how you stood your post, by how you did did your job. Yeah, did so it's not job. my You're job right. to, you know, to do the job of the, those in authority over me. It's my job to be faithful uh, in the post that I've been positioned, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to assist, to help. And, and, and so there's instruction how to do that uh, for men, for women, for, you know, how the younger man is to approach an elder if he sees the elders wrong, a, a wife mm-hmm. to approach the husband if the, if the husband is uh, disobedient to the word. All of this is, is to be structured in a certain mm-hmm. way so that it brings honor to the Lord. And we talked about it mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago when we were in Titus. The instruction to the older men, the younger men, the older women, the younger women, the, uh, the masters, the sl- all of it was so that. The word of the Lord is honored, so that mm-hmm. uh, you know this this doctrine is is uh, this teaching is is right. glorified in the church and people right. see it. Right? Yeah, and it's not a passive submission. I mean, this is this is. I, I'm gonna go back to chapter one. This prayers, entreaties, thanksgivings. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're to engage in that submission, the relationship, and encourage, and lift up, and yeah. and be supportive. The the most um, maybe the the most powerful witness in my life. Uh, that I ever saw mm-hmm. uh, was my grandmother on, Me my, too. on my mom's Me side. Too. I mean, just <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, just such a unbelievably mm-hmm. godly woman. <laughs> we, she used to come visit us um, um, every year. She'd come to Texas, and uh, mm-hmm. and it was about this time of uh, year, uh, when, at least when we're recording this, when the uh, the the star magnolias would start to bloom. You know, mm-hmm. those purple blooms and. And whenever we had one outside the window, whenever that uh, that thing showed up, it was time for Grandma to come to the house. And we would sit, and she'd spend about a week with us, and and yeah. uh, and just sit and just we'd sit on the swing and just I just ask her questions, I just right. barrage her with right. questions. What about this? What about yeah. this? What? Yeah. How do you you know? How do you deal with this? How do you? And there was just such great wisdom there. But mm-hmm. uh, but what a woman of just godly wisdom, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, she just it, it just. It, it just it it came out. From yeah, it just, <laughs> it just came out of everything she said <laughs> and everything she yeah. did, and it was just. Yep. Oh, now was she not to man? She was teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was teaching and how she lived. She was teaching mm-hmm. and how she handled it all. Day. It was all the time. Day to day, and, and so it's part of who she was. Uh, but the word of the Lord was entrusted 
to the man. The man mm-hmm. is to be the head of the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and unfortunately, we think that the to be the head uh, is to be the ruler. Oppressive. Uh, oppressive, you know, to mm-hmm. boss around right. and, you know, kick the dog when you walk by. Right. Right. Just mad Sit, and roll bad over, play, kick the <laughs> you dog, can. you know. And, yeah, that, that's not, uh, uh, no, to rule uh, is to bless, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. this is at your expense for their benefit. And, and this is the character of God. It is to be put on display uh, with the husband and with the wife and with mm-hmm. the children, all mm-hmm. throughout the family. But there's a structure, and there's a structure that God has put in place uh, and what Paul's saying is we we need to follow that structure yeah. so that people see it, mm-hmm. so that honor is brought to the Lord, brought to Christ, brought to the church. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when we get to uh, instruction, uh, which is going to follow this next week in chapter 3, about how do you choose leaders in the church, they, they need to be able to teach their own children. If they can't teach their own children, why are you going to put them in charge of the church? church? If they can't uh, love their own wife— why would you put them in charge of the bride of Christ? I mean, this is right, going to be the right. logic that There's Paul's going to implement. Here. Yeah. So, right. uh, and so the husband and the wife, uh, the, the we're all to operate according to the word of the Lord, so that honor is brought uh, mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. to this teaching that we're right. to live out. Right. Amazing. It's a great passage. It's amazing. So I'm really thankful just for the simplicity. When we we actually know as you're as you're sharing to our listeners. Uh, this is this is one of those moments. These are one. This is one of those moments when don't bring your theology into the reading is very important. Mm-hmm. Sure. So thank you for walking us through this, and I'm looking forward to the rest of this. I love this book, this uh, Paul's letter to Timothy. So thank you, David. Anything else before we go? That's it. All right. Then I want to invite everyone to stay with us. Come back to our conversation. We'll be moving through the verses found in chapter three. Thank you, David. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.